Greetings, welcome, and good day. You are now tuned into the fourth episode of the Season Vet Podcast. I'm so happy you could make it to another chapter of this show. This week, we're joined by a young lady who turned down a full track and field scholarship to enlist in the U.S. Coast Guard. So instead of jumping track hurdles, she's jumping bureaucratic ones. Thanks to her mother, she's also a former Army brat turned shooting star IT. Shortly after arriving to her first duty station, and even after arriving to her second one, she noticed that members of her chain of command could not stop critiquing her appearance. That's why I've titled this episode, Why are You So Obsessed With Me? Friend! Hello! Hello! How are you? Whew. <laughs> I'm a lot of things. <laughs> well... You look great, you look hydrated, and whatever you might be going through, you don't look like you're going through it. So Thank you, right, thank you. Good for you, good for you. So, friend, <laughs> what is your connection to the service? I am a IT3 in the U.S. Coast Guard. Whoop, whoop. Whoop, whoop. Go Coast Guard. <laughs> Been in for about three years. All right. Had up and down experiences within those three years. Mm-hmm. You've been in uh, three years, you're in the Coast Guard. Did you grow up around any uh, veterans? Were you exposed to any military personnel when you were growing up? So I was, I have veterans in my family. Mm-hmm. However, they're go Army, fuck the Navy. <laughs> um, they're Army and Marine Corps. My mom, she's actually a, uh, a veteran right in the on. Army. Right from on. the Army. One or the other. She's an Army veteran. Exactly. <laughs> right on. Right on. You come from a military family, and that's pretty atypical with military personnel. Like, usually you have to be exposed to it to know it exists and want to uh, be a part of it. Yeah. All right. So, was the Coast Guard your first choice? No. The Coast Guard (laughs) was not my first choice. My first choice was the Air Force. Come on. All right. You you said you was go-go blue no matter who. Exactly. (laughs) See, I like picking and choosing what I can do. And the Air Force just didn't let me do it. They tried to force me the mechanical aptitude. Yeah. yeah. No, th- no, thank you. I am not going to turn wrenches. No more. <laughs> None of that. I feel you. I feel you. So how do you feel about your time in uniform so far? Does any uh, particular time period st- stand out to you? So my time in uniform, like I said earlier, it's been a lot of ups and downs. Mm-hmm. A point that stood out to me the most mm-hmm. was... The initial first six months after boot camp being at my first unit. And that's because I didn't like my first unit just based off of what was told to me, what I've experienced and, Mm -hmm. you know, the people there. There were some, you know, outliers who were Mm -hmm. awesome, who encouraged me to continue to do what I was doing. Mm -hmm. But it's hard to say because there's been more downs than ups for my career. I'm very sorry to hear that. It's okay. You've come off as a uh, very, uh, I'm going to get it done no matter what type of person. Oh, for sure. You have to. (laughs) Sometimes it's in the best interest for yourself to do things yourself than reach out to others. I hear you. What do you think could have made your experience better? What, What could have improved your experience so far? More representation. Okay. Elaborate. What kind of representation? More representation of African American men and women mm-hmm. in the Coast Guard. I feel like that's like a big issue. Mm -hmm. that the Coast Guard needs to address head on. And hopefully with the new Admiral we have, hopefully we see some more changes regarding retention, not only black men and women, but also retention for the entire Coast Guard. I'm not sure if that even like combined, you know, worked with what you were saying, but I feel like- You would like like more representation, more people that you can relate to. 
it, that's that's honestly it. More yeah. people I can relate to because you know sometimes if you can't relate to someone, yeah. you feel trapped. You don't have anyone with you. You can't talk to anyone. You don't feel comfortable talking to anyone, and it makes like situations awkward. It does. Look, if you can't relate to them, then they probably cannot relate to you either. So exactly, y'all can make each other. It can make for an awkward situation a lot of times. Yeah, and awkward being on the uh, nice side of what can happen. Yeah. <laughs> Let me uh, transition into like another question based on uh, your your previous answer. Uh, right now, recruitment and retention is down in all branches of the military and with all demographics. Black women are not excluded from that. This was true even before the pandemic. Why do you think black women are so disinterested in joining the military? Just based off of what other African-American veterans have gone through mm -hmm. for women, for example, my mom was actually uh, assaulted while overseas. Wow. She told me about, you know, her experiences over there while being in the army. It's very, it's passed down from generation to generation, you know, mm -hmm. what, what people's views are on women joining the military. They, majority of the time, they want, families want their daughters to go to college, get mm -hmm. a college education so they could get a higher paying job. Mm -hmm. But getting a higher paying job doesn't always equal getting respect. Right, right, right. And I feel like that's also an issue in the Coast Guard. Right. We don't get respect. They don't, always yeah. they always want to think of it us as the angry black woman. Mm -hmm. Every time mm -hmm. I could be talking to someone, you know, basic conversation and mm -hmm. I already know just based off of how they're talking to me, the tone, the manner, mm -hmm. the gestures is they're talking to me in an aggressive tone cuz they think I'm aggressive. And not it's it could be, you know, I'm from Atlanta on the East Coast, you know. You know how we are on the East Coast compared to the West Coast. It's it's like different. Different feng shui, different vibes. Come on, ACL. Exactly. But I think it's respect. Respect goes a long way. Mm -hmm. African-American women do not get as much respect as other women in the Coast Guard Facts. or in the military in general. Facts. Yeah. Nail on the head. Tell me about a time you experienced something either good or bad, and it was because of your race and gender. So I learned a lifelong lesson. Sometimes you have to get stuff done right, yourself. Right. You yeah. can't always depend on everyone because <laughs> me being African-American, this was an instance at my last unit. I'd ask for help and no one would want to help me. Not only because I was a woman, mm -hmm. It I nine times out of 10, I believe it is because I was African-American. My shop was not very cultured, if that makes any sense. You're a minority, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so... <laughs> There wasn't many black people to begin with in the entire shop. Right, right. So. So would you say that you were one of one? Yeah, I most definitely <laughs> was one of one. All right. So the time that you experienced something good or bad, it was because of your race. Sounds like your answer was, this was bad. And it was because of your race. Race and gender is African-American woman. So the bad thing is that you were minority. That you were one of, yeah. one, of one. The only one. It was more like, uh, okay, great example. Being targeted. Okay. So I'd come in, everyone would come into the shop. Mm -hmm. I'd come into the shop. Mm -hmm. Someone was late the other day. Mm -hmm. I'd get blamed for the person being late. Wow. <laughs> they could give every excuse in the book. Wow. And it's okay. It's fine. You got blamed for someone else being late. Oh, for sure. I got Are an serious? I got an ROC for telling my first that I was having some difficulties because my apartment flood, my phone died. Wow. And you want to know what my chief said? What, what, 
Chief say? Why didn't you go to 7-Eleven to charge your phone? Excuse me, ma'am? What? Excuse me? It was 12 o'clock in the morning. Do you think I'm going to go in the dead-ass night? A woman by yourself going in, in the middle of the night. And here's the thing. I know... The last unit you're in, I know the uh, the department that you're talking about. You got blamed for someone else being late, and you were literally the youngest person there. Exactly. <laughs> I was the youngest person there. I the youngest in the youngest in age and the youngest in rank. The mm-hmm. fre- the freshest out of boot camp. And exactly. You got, and you got blamed for the actions of an actual an actual adult. Mm-hmm. And the only one who could hold that position there. Wow. Yep. Wow. Nice. Have you ever complained to your chain of command? And if so, did you feel like you were heard? I have multiple times. Okay. Did I feel like I was heard? Partially. Okay. It was more on the lines as there was an incident with me wearing false lashes. Oh, God. I know this one. Go ahead. Yeah, the juicy (laughs) teeth. And they weren't false lashes. They were individuals. Okay. And I did them myself, and they were natural. Mm -hmm. They looked like my eyes with mascara on. And I didn't like wearing mascara because it always make my eyes water and itch. And (laughs) it made me uncomfortable because I was sweating all the time. I was doing hard work. Uh, for, for, our, for our audience out there, uh, the person is a dress up and come to work type person. <laughs> Wears makeup, does the hair, does the make, uh, all of that. The whole nine. <laughs> all of that. The whole uh, nine. The rest of us are very comfortable with coming uh, to work in our bare faces. Uh, she, she is uh, a go-getter. <laughs> Go ahead. You never know who you're going to meet. Sure, sure. What can I say? But... <laughs> I showed up one day at a holiday party. We also got authorized to leave early, like yeah. a day before, yeah. so we could get ready for it. Right. So that was my preparation. Mm-hmm. The holiday party, we were off. Yeah. I showed up with my lashes on. Uh-huh. They aren't a full set. They literally look like uh, Ardell Wispy lashes. Like mm-hmm. real short, real thin, look like my regular lashes. So mm-hmm. I wore them. And the weekend rolls around, and then I come to work on like a Monday, Mm-hmm. And I still have them in because they're basically super glued to my eyelashes. Girl. <laughs> so if I were to take them off, I'd have to get the, you know, the cream and the Q-tip and put on my eye and let it sit there. And so I was like, you know what? Fuck it. I'm going to just wear it because. <laughs> and before that, I looked at the regulation. There was no regulation. There's no eyelash regulation. None whatsoever. You're, you're right. There is none. None. There's no rules about that shit. No length rules, nothing. Mm-hmm. Your makeup just has to look natural, which right. mine does. Right. And so I get pulled to the side mm-hmm. that same day, and it, it was from my warrant, and he talks to me talking about my eyelashes, this, that, and the third. And I, I remind him kindly that I wore these previously at the holiday party. No one mm-hmm. said anything to me. No. Everything on my face, my caked up <laughs> face, was natural. <laughs> okay. My face beat to the gods. Dear, dear. And so it it was beat to the natural gods, dude. Beat to the natural gods. It wasn't really it wasn't really cakey, you know, flawless skin, glowing, doughy face or dewy face. Sorry Do- about that. Doughy, dewy, yeah. Hey, same same I, thing. I think both of those work. Yeah. Glazed donut highlight and Get everything. So <laughs> so it was. It was a day after. I still had them in after my warrant, like, asked me about them. I didn't, from the encounter, I didn't think he wanted me to take them off that same day. So, because he didn't make it known. He just asked me about them when I got them done, this, that, and the third. And I told him. 
And so the following day, I get called to my chief. Uh-huh. She she tells me to wait inside the room room I was at. I was working in the mailroom. I was giving these people letters and stuff. <laughs> working. With the door closed so no one ever saw me. Doing your job. Mind doing my business. job. Minding my business. So <laughs> she calls me, tells me she's coming down there. She comes down there and starts talking about my lashes. Gets down a third. And so I'm like, okay. In the back of my head, I was like, I'm not, not following no. You're not breaking any yeah, rules. Yeah, I'm not breaking any rules. Yeah. There, so look, I don't see no how it's a There's no instruction on eyelashes, so there's no real reason for you to keep getting these little chats being pulled to the side. Yeah. Over, over rules that don't exist. Exactly. Because at this point, it's just somebody's preference, and somebody's preference is not law. Exactly. It does not stay in the Coast Guard Commandant instruction. Right. Personal opinions matter. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Hate to be the breaker of bad news. That's not it. But... This lady was really concentrating on your face. Really concentrating. <laughs> for y'all to not even, and by the way, so for our listeners, this person and, and her chief did not work in the same room. So it feels like she, did she go out of her way to take a glance at you? She sure did. <laughs> <laughs> like, I was like, how the hell would she know what your face looks like on a day-to-day basis unless she's laying eyes on you? And she can only do that if she's going out of her way to do that. Exactly. Wow. All right. She probably caught me walking to the exchange or something. She, she's a fan. Exactly, <laughs> fan, fan status. That, that's fan behavior. <laughs> um, but it turned out to be a bigger situation than what it was. Ending up, I actually reach out to the command master chief to hold a meeting about these eyelashes because they Dear were God. they were threatening like negative page sevens and wow. stuff wow. and just doing the most because. <laughs> They haven't seen a person like me. They haven't seen someone who actually will read the rules and regulations <laughs> and tell them the rules and regulations. Yeah. So they did, They honestly didn't respect that, that I had my own voice. Yeah. And so that's why I went to the command master chief. And cool. going, Was the command master chief a lady or a gentleman? It time? was a, a woman. It was the woman? Yeah. I know what you're talking about. Mm-hmm. Yep. Mm-hmm. So that's where I, that's what I mean about I feel heard, but I don't. Right. I went in there, you she, know. Look, she had a set of ears, but she wasn't listening. Exactly. <laughs> she was just watching my lips. <laughs> She's like, when is, when is this meeting going to be over? That's basically how it was. <laughs> I went in there. She talked about the regulation. She mentioned, she mentioned that I'm in a public eye and other people who are in coming the fucking to... mailroom. Exactly. <laughs> and other people who are trying to, you know, become higher ranking petty you, officers. This you're the, the lowest ranking person. That's what I was saying. Those people will graduate like, a rank f- higher than me. Girl, who the fuck was looking up to you and you didn't even have no rank? Exactly. <laughs> who? And basically coming out of that talk... I shed my tears because I was very passionate about it. Were, I hate to be told no. I actually was crying. Did you cry your eyelashes out? I'm kidding. <laughs> I actually took them off. I I did a whole big thing. I took a picture I like took for the um, holiday party. Yeah. I printed out a picture and brought it of what the eyelashes look like. So you can say I kind of handed it to myself. I didn't think that was Wait, a petty thing. Did you show thing. that picture to uh, your fans? <laughs> the the command master chief and the chief? They saw it when I turned in my marks. <laughs> I was that petty. Good. I submitted Good. a full blown up photo. <laughs> That's what the name is, right? Petty officer? Look, petty office. Heavy on the petty. <laughs> yeah. But coming out of that conversation with the command master chief, she heard me, but she... Air quotes. Air quotes. Heard, 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 heard. Air quotes. 
she heard me, but based off of the professional environment, that was not looked as being professional with having those eyelashes. Okay. Which is a whole different debacle on personal opinion. Right, right. Because right at this point, we are turning personal opinion into rules. And Isn't did that... you write an instruction on, on your little opinion? Exactly. You did not. Did not. All right. Yeah, I, I'm very familiar with the uh, the CMC you are speaking of. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm sure everyone is. I need to make an episode over that one. <laughs> <laughs> the tea will be spilled. It'll be the Boston Tea Party all over again. Okay, so far in your career, have you made friends with any other Black Lady Service members? I have. Okay, good. And do you keep in touch with them? Partially. Okay. You know, a couple likes on Instagram, a couple yeah. snaps on Snapchat when their birthday pops up. Good, good, good. Yeah, every once in a while I hit up my little boot camp girlies <laughs> group chat and good. just send a message. Good, good. I, I'm glad to know that you have you have black lady friends. That's pretty important to them and to you. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. All right, so in the beginning of your career, and mind you, you are very young in rank, very young uh, in your contract. So when I say the beginning of your career, I'm absolutely talking about right now. (laughs) (laughs) In the beginning of your career, when you needed guidance and mentorship, were those resources provided to you or did you have to seek them out? They actually weren't provided to me. I had to seek them out, partially seek them out. One Mm -hmm. person who I want to give my round of applause to is you. Get out of here, man. You (laughs) actually, I think you were in the office one day when I was talking about a situation and then we just all just started talking about it. And you've been like a person I've been looking up to and a person who I always felt I could go to you for help. But she said, look up to, uh, I'm four inches shorter than her. (laughs) She meant it metaphorically, but as a short person, that's what I'm thinking. (laughs) Majority of the time though, if I didn't have someone like you who Mm -hmm. actually reached out and made sure I was okay and stuff like that, I would have to reach out and find someone. That was even the case in uh, a school too. There was an issue. I didn't feel like I could reach out to anyone. Mm-hmm. And I reached out to one of my uh, instructors, and she's mixed, actually. Okay. So I felt comfortable talking to her about right the situation on. and stuff like that. And I could tell when I told, like, my actual, like, class instructors, like, the advisor mm-hmm. of my class, they didn't, I could easily tell they don't know what I'm talking about. They couldn't relate to it. They so spaced out. <laughs> yeah, I felt more comfortable talking to her. Right on. Right on. I'm so glad you have that. I'm so glad you have that. But it gets it gets hard it having to sit there and reach out and find people. It's tough. For whatever need, mm-hmm. whatever you need help with, Yeah, it's very difficult. Yeah. And I honestly, I think it's unfair. It's, it's unfair that you are uh, put in a position where you even... Have to do that. Yeah, yeah, you're right. I, I shouldn't have to. You, right, because as a uh, black lady Coast Guardsman, Everybody knows that you're kind of by yourself. So, like, exactly. if they know that you're kind of by yourself, help. They shouldn't have to wait for you to ask for help. Exactly. Yeah. Some 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 of these phone numbers and email addresses and uh, people that can help you should just be yeah they should just be provided for you. So as of right now, it feels like you don't have a lot of village. 
No. Okay, but we agree that a village would be important to is yeah. important. I feel like building a village would be important for you know having a long career in the Coast Guard. Right on. If you're looking to do four and done, you still could have a village. Yeah. You should still do it. Yeah, you yeah. should still do it. Mm -hmm. But I think if you have that village with you along the way in the Coast Guard, where you can go to them, yeah, I feel like that would help you. You know, yeah. be in the Coast Guard longer because there's. Any issue you have, you could go to them. You have somebody and to vent to, exactly. talk to. Exactly. And yeah. sometimes Voice they won't even system. use it against you. You know, that's a big thing, too. Your village should never use it. Yeah. They will not, if they're a village, they will if not they're be using it. They are not using your words against you like that. Yeah. <laughs> you recently ranked up. Do you feel that the way you have been treated has improved with your rank? I just want to say not only no, but <laughs> hell no. <laughs> Rank don't mean nothing. <laughs> What's that song that says age ain't nothing but a number? Pretty Willie? <laughs> rank ain't nothing but a number. What song? It ain't nothing but a number. Number, <laughs> baby. I'm going to keep all this in, by the way. You Perfectly thought, fine. You, you thought I was going to? I'm not editing. Vocals, vocals are there. Okay. <laughs> you have a lot of confidence. I, I appreciate that. Keep, keep thinking mm. highly of yourself. You should do that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, tell me a war story other than those trash-ass vocals. <laughs> tell me a war story uh, where you were tested and you came out on top. A time where you won a battle that you were in, that you were forced to be in. I just want to, I just want to, you know, state for the record, on the record, through all the trials and tribulations that I've been through. Mm -hmm. Amen. Mm -hmm. I made it. But to like. Uh, a war story there's there's been like i said earlier to you in our personal conversation mm -hmm. i've been through multiple like war stories that didn't end in my favor but you know i had to suck it up and just keep going but one that really nails on the spot come on i really that like hyped me up afterwards come on I was in a school all right there's no regulation you know just want to put that out there mm -hmm. the old guard is not is no longer <laughs> I'm sorry. If you're still thinking that mentality back in 1957, you might as well get out. There's no need for you. There's no need. There's, there's, you know, it's it's a newer age. Hey, no, get with the program. No offense to our black lady boomers. <laughs> no offense. No offense. No offense. But it was, I dyed my hair blonde. Platinum blonde. Get out of here. But it wasn't like. Come on, Cisco. It wasn't, it wasn't like powder white. My, my baby hairs, my baby hairs were powder white because, you know, <laughs> close to your scalp, the hotter your head, the more it develops. Okay. But my hair was platinum. I am not dark. I am not light. You know, I'm that good, you know, caramel cocoa brown. What can I um, say? For our actual listeners, she is, if you didn't know, if you didn't know that she was mixed, you would probably think that she was like um, a white Hispanic. It three. I have said. I got. A, I got a little bit of tan on me. I've I been have, going to the tanning salon. To her face, I have said more than once that she is effectively a white woman. Um, <laughs> the only reason she is on this podcast right now is because she has one singular African American parent. <laughs> she was raised by a black woman, and I'm even questioning if that's your actual mom. <laughs> <laughs> Don't worry. When the summertime rolls around, I'm a little pasty right now because it's winter. Y'all know how light-skinned people always want to claim to be darker than they are. She's one of them. I kid you not. I have I have photos. I'm like I turn like a 
Like, like my stomach's dark. It's ash. It's it's uh my stomach's not dark, but it's darker than what I would be if I was like not tanning. Hey, y'all but know I'm that part of me too. that is covered in uniform because it's supposed to be. That's the black part. <laughs> but also, I'm ashy. I did not put. I did not throw on lotion Lord before hell. I left the house. I. I did not. I was too lazy. Okay. But so know that I lied when I said you looked moisturized. <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna. I was gonna. You know, comment on that. But way to like, call me out. <laughs> let's just let's just ride with it. Like I am moisturized. I could start a fire with. Start a fire with oh that. God. You should have seen the wave. <laughs> They were really big weight. Like she just like put her hands in front of the microphone and did that little fire thingy. That do it again. That shit. And I'm it ashy. Up. I am ashy. But um, I'm sick of you. <laughs> yeah, I bleached my hair. Oh, that's where. Yeah, yeah, yeah your hair. Yeah. Okay. I bleached my hair blonde. Okay. And I've had a conversation. I was kind of weary about bleaching my hair because. While back ago, the same person we're still talking about. Um, the chief. The chief that is no longer in the United States Coast Guard. Thank God. The, um, the chief that couldn't take her eyes off of you. Exactly. <laughs> Could not. I was, I, I guess I was the fan favorite. But I was told by her, I cannot dye my hair blonde because of my skin complexion. Okay. Which, which, you know. Which is wild. Which is wild. Yeah. Yeah. She had to ask her black friend to see what hair color would look good on black women. Girl, like, what? she Come asked on. another black person if she could. Exactly. I was like, hey, please. Can I jump down the throat of this other black person? You as a black person, can, uh, give me permission to shit on this black exactly. girl. <laughs> so with that in the back of my head, I got called out by a chief, a BMC who was on the quarter deck. This is an A school, so we have our watches. Okay. So class was over, blah, blah, blah. I was going back to my uh, barracks room mm -hmm. and he calls me out and he was like, oh, this is also the time when the regulation changed from where we had to wear our buns to ponytails Ooh. too. So this is like the second day that that uh, directive has been posted. Okay. So he was surprised about the ponytail being ponytailing, you know, ponytail. length, giving whift, length, giving luscious. Whift, <laughs> and also being blonde. IT3 also has a lot of hang time in her ponytail. <laughs> you know, what could I say? It, it blows in the wind. <laughs> that that jojoba oil is working real nice. Get the hell out the of The blue here. magic. Get the... You, I grease my scalp. You do... What? My hair is dry. I didn't know you had enough texture for blue magic. No, no, no. So, what... My hair is so... I don't even know what, what I got going on, but all I know is... <laughs> You know, I have a, you know, I have, I don't like saying good hair, this, that, all hair's good. But... IT3's mother is an African-American woman, so this is why she knows about blue magic. <laughs> it was If just... you were the other kind of mixed, you would be using, like, mousse. <laughs> using some mixed chicks, that curling leave-in cream. <laughs> See, that don't work on my hair, I can promise you that. I got the olive oil stuff in my okay. hair. The perimeter of my head gets so, like... I'm gonna use the word, it's nappy. The perimeter, my kitchen nappy, the front nappy, like just the perimeter of my hair. When it gets closer to the middle, it's, you know, it's curly, it's whatever. Sure. But it doesn't help when, you know, you bleach your hair. And I would bleach my hair every two weeks to keep up. So no one had something to say about my blonde hair. Mm -hmm. This was all throughout A school and it's a six month A school, so. Okay. Yeah, but he called me out on it. 
I was like, you know what? I'll just sit here for the ride just to listen to what he got to say. You know, make sure it's not, you know, an EO complaint right. in the filing. Come on. Um, <laughs> so I sat there and listened to him. And then I was like, okay, I understand. I went back to my barracks room because, you know, they're, they're sometimes like a little iffy about you walking and texting on the phone. Mm -hmm. So I go to my barracks room. I pull up the the rules for the, hair. The, the commandant instruction, the exactly. new instruction. The M1800 tattoo, whatever it is. I pulled that rule book up. <laughs> I, sw I swiped so hard That's to get to the page. When I tell you, I was heated, heart thumping. I was like, you know, kept my cool calm you know yeah. cool calm collective when i was with him because right you know on, i right didn't want to be disrespectful i didn't want to be painted as a angry, angry black, black woman gotcha, gotcha. so i was like okay whatever okay i understand <laughs> went down to my bedroom i was swiping 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 and scrolling scrolling swiping, swiping. <laughs> found it okay pulled it up went back upstairs that's where i had the balls i went back upstairs i said <laughs> Chief, I just wanted to show you the commandant instruction <laughs> for hair. It doesn't state that my hair has to complement my skin tone. <laughs> and it doesn't state that I have to gradually bleach my hair until it is this color. Wow. That's the old guard mentality. Because way back when, in 1947 or 1957, you couldn't go from black to blonde. You had to go black, brown, light brown, blonde. I, I feel like that was never at this is just old my guard. Own, That's the thing. My own personal, personal opinion. It's my own personal. I have. I have not read it. I just don't think that uh, it was ever a rule that you had to gradually go from one color to the next. It wasn't. It was just like a preference of the people around you and uh, above you. Yeah, um, but it's also they didn't know how to do hair. That's why their hair had green highlights. Come on now. Get out of here. Get with the program. <laughs> You're talking to someone who know how to do hair. <laughs> and so, so your I, hair is blonde. Yeah, and, my hair is blonde. And your baby hairs are white. Yeah. <laughs> It was, it honestly could have matched like my skin if I didn't tone it, but I always toned it so it, you know, looked pretty nice. Also, blonde is a, once again, a natural color. A natural and as, color. And as long as you are, as long as your hair is a natural color, mm -hmm. no one should really be saying too much to you. Yeah, it doesn't, it doesn't matter if it doesn't quote unquote go with your skin color. That does not matter. It is a natural hair color and there are people who are yeah. there are people my color with naturally blonde hair. Yeah. Yeah. And my one of my grandmas, she's she's about the same color as my mom. My mom's mm -hmm. a little darker than you. And mm -hmm. she has like that sandy brown yeah. blonde hair. Yep. When I was talking to him, I was explaining to him, you know, it's not about skin color. It's not about, you know, I was trying to be nice and inform him about it. Because he also messaged a YN out of all people, nice. like about it, and she was like, "Yeah, there's no no problem with it." He was like, "Okay, yeah, I reached out to this YN too." I said, "Okay, here." <laughs> Just gave him the stuff and talked to him. He was like, "Yeah, I understand. Thank you." I was like, "No problem. Have a good one, Chief." Did he keep talking to you about it afterwards, or looking He'd at you sideways? Look at me sideways, <laughs> but it's also because I was the baddest one up over there. Period. You got a lot of fans. A lot of fans. <laughs> Those people over there in A school love them some of me. <laughs> That's all I can say. So he was finding a reason to talk to you. All right. Exactly. One of your fans found a reason to talk to you. Congratulations. Thank you. <laughs> I hope you don't keep in touch with them. <laughs> I do not. <laughs> Once I graduate, I turn that stuff in. I said, peace. <laughs> I ain't never got to see y'all a day in my life. Tell me something you wish you had known before you joined the Coast Guard. I wish I had known... That you could also go into the Coast Guard with school debt. Oh, wow. You could. Okay. 
you could use the CGMA, I believe, or there's a whole bunch of stuff that you're able to, you know, join even if you have like debt. The Coast Guard is willing to help you with that. And that's only going because initially I did not want to join any military branch. Mm-hmm. I kind of was a little forced by my mother to mm-hmm. join the military. She didn't want me going to college mm-hmm. and I had a scholarship for track and field. She didn't want me going there because it was states away. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't have the funding from my mom. She wasn't going to pay for it. She ain't going to pay for shit for me. <laughs> so this was a partial scholarship or a full scholarship. I had academic and then my uh, sports would cover the rest. Oh, so this was a full scholarship. Pretty much. Yeah. Wow. Okay. You know, I wrote a good little entrance essay. Good. That's all I could say. Good for you. But hey, hold on. You said track and field. This is interesting. Uh, what event did you run? Come on. Come on. <laughs> so I did I did everything. You did it. Oh, all right. Come so on. field events, triple. Triple jump? Triple jump. Get it. 100 meter hurdles, 300 meter hurdles, 4x4, four 4x1. Four, four Got a hurdler and a sprinter. Come on. But before I did that, I also did the, hep- I've done the heptathlon. Get it. So I know a little, you know, a little high jump, a little javelin, a little shot put. Sounds like you got a little endurance. (laughs) (laughs) I did an 800 once in my life. Will I ever do it again? Hell no. (laughs) Hell no. All right. So there's no more track and field? uh, No more track and field. But I always had dreams of, you know, doing the C-SPY program, going to like one of the HBCUs in running track and field there. I talk, I even talked to the Coast Guard Academy coach. Come on. And we were scheduling up something for me to head up there, and then COVID happened, and I was like, oh, let me man. not respond to an email. Oh, man. But, yeah. COVID messed up a few plans. For COVID, a few COVID messed up a little bit of plans. But man. that was – that's one thing I want to, you know, say before going in the – Coast Guard, it's not, you know, frowned upon with you going into debt, with you having financial issues. Mm -hmm. It's okay. You can join the Coast Guard and make you money. You could also make side money, side hustle, you know, as long as you put in your taxes and stuff, you know, nothing illegal. We're we're keeping it legal over here. Keeping it legal. Amen. And, um, yeah, it's, it's honestly do what you want to do first if the Coast Guard's not your first option. Right on. Yeah. Follow your dreams. Exactly. Do what you want to do. Yeah. All right. Has there ever been a tough situation where another black lady helped you out or a situation where you helped out another black lady? Veteran. Now the sister in service. You. So. Aww. Yeah. I'm over here crying. I'm not crying. (laughs) You have honestly, with that one situation where I haven't, for some odd reason, my career in the Coast Guard, I have not had the greatest in commands. Lord. And you've not even been in a full enlistment. Exactly. I'm one year short, shy. It was, it was about marks. Mm-hmm. And because I took my name off the A school list mm-hmm. and wanted to continue my college education mm-hmm. before I went there because there was talks about me. There was talk. I was asking, will I be able to do my college courses? They were like, yes. I was like, okay, that's fine. Then I got told, no, you can't. So I was like, okay, I'm going to start my college courses, mm-hmm. set myself up. Then when I feel comfortable with, go, you know, go to A school. I also got orders late, like two weeks before. Wow. And I was like, mm, no thanks. Or probably three weeks before the class started. Mm-hmm. And I was like. That is not enough time. Yeah, I 
felt rushed. I didn't want to do it. Right. So I reached out. There was a whole, you know, debate about it with command, this and the third, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> and basically I got to stay where I was at. I started my college courses, did everything right, you know, went above and beyond for performance wise. Right on. Right at my on. last or my first unit, marks come around. I get ready to do my marks. I basically, for me, fours. I don't believe in fours. I'm sorry. I put all sevens on everything. Right. Still on. till this day. Right on. You should have some fucking self esteem. Exactly. About yourself. You don't have to mark yourself low because once it gets past you, if they feel that you were lower, they'll mark you lower. Exactly. You, you, their damn selves. And you know, you know, the worst someone can say is no, and then they have to justify why they said no bam just like that so i put myself all sevens and based off of me being the rank i was mm -hmm. working at the place i was uh -huh. doing petty officer work mm -hmm. as a non-rate mm -hmm. that's immediately in my eyes i'm overachieving i'm doing this and i continue to do mm -hmm. great work they wanted to mark me low fours hold on mm -hmm. once again for our listeners marks i'm sorry marks are uh enlisted evaluation review review thank you Enlisted evaluation reviews, they're done every six months for everybody. The highest you can get is a seven. The lowest you can get is a one. But anything below a four has to be explained. So if you get marked for a three, a they have to explain. So what we're learning is they knew they had to explain why she got the, the low ranks or the low marks that she got. They knew they were going to have to explain it and they did it anyways. Go ahead. They didn't. They didn't explain. So I was talking to one of the contractors and you about it. He sent me, because he was prior Air Force, the tongue and quill. Oh, God. That whole thing. So I read that. <laughs> you read the tongue and quill? You know, had nice. to. Had to. You know, I had to school myself. Lord. And so I read that. And then that's when you and I were talking about it. And you gave me help with it. And I ended up getting my, uh, what's that called? You argued your marks. I argued my marks, and, and I got the marks I wanted. Got got them raised. Yeah, it got Goddamn right. sent up. I had a talk with my entire command and the captain. This is a win. I love it. A W in my eyes. Bam. So yeah. <laughs> Look, um, and the reason that I was able to offer any kind of assistance is because I had gone through a similar situation where I had to argue my marks mm -hmm. as well. And I think it's a common occurrence where at the place we were at because no one else, no one else would, you know, try to justify their answers for their yeah. kind. Right. To be fair. Common occurrence. Look, when I was getting, when someone tried to mark Milo, there was so much paperwork that I generated. The lowest they tried to mark me was a four. And that's once again, because you don't have to explain anything. Below. Mm -hmm. She knew she was going to have to explain why the are you marking me so low? So she got just low enough to not have to explain. I argued anyways. Long story short, I got all my marks raised. I argued all the way to the commandant. <laughs> As you should. Look, if it needs to go that high, fuck it. These are my marks. <laughs> and, <laughs> I'm worth my. I'm worth fighting for me. <laughs> and don't get me started about marks. How sometimes I feel like it's not really... They don't mean anything because I'm writing them about myself. And half the time, the people... When it's when it's above a chief, no one's there watching me. Right. No one's there doing the right. work. So how are you gonna tell me exactly. my work effort? How yes. are you gonna, you know, tell me my, you know, working ethic, right. you, you know, the quality of work? Yeah. You see me every once once every four months. You pop your head down where you're not supposed to be <laughs> and you see me doing work, doing a lot of work, talking to me, distracting me right, right. from my workload. <laughs> 
Look, if your first line supervisor says that you deserve sevens, you mm-hmm. fucking deserve sevens because mm-hmm. that is the only person that's actually watching you work. Exactly. Everybody above them, just agree with the first line supervisor. Stop mm-hmm. making stop making shit difficult. <laughs> mm-hmm. But uh, so glad you got your marks raised. I'm glad that uh that situation worked out for you. That is a win. And honestly, now you know how to make phenomenal marks packages don't you oh most definitely i got told by my <laughs> come on i got told by my ensign that i should teach the first girl how to write their marks <laughs> girl that, that's all i'm saying he did tell me more but that's all i'm saying look same once you've had to argue your marks you write the best marks ever you have like the most phenomenal marks packages and people people <laughs> don't even realize all you do is just copy and paste <laughs> You copy what a seven is, you paste it, and then you just add a little he, she, they, they're, them, you know, some adverbs, Look, nouns, I, pronouns, subjects. I, I write a small uh, autobiography. Almost definitely. <laughs> like the I'm marks. I'm putting in pictures, I'm putting in My emails. most recent marks, my additions page. Yes. Like four pages. A little slight front and back. <laughs> you I, know. I make my marks. Girl, they so damn thick. <laughs> like, I, I turn it in, and my, my wine went, get sick. <laughs> <laughs> they do not want to read. They're like, okay, whatever. I don't want to read this shit. <laughs> <laughs> I got pictures. I got emails. I got I got all kinds. I got receipts. All right. Yeah. Like, proving my point. <laughs> Always have your receipts, because always. a lot of people would doubt you. You get tested. Exactly. I. The thing is, I always get tested. The most random <laughs> shit happens to me every day. I kid you not. It's never ending. Never ending. (laughs) Let's say you were just joining. You were just starting your life on your own right now today. And you were presented with the chance to join the military. Knowing what you know now, would you join? Knowing what I know, that's hard. Because (laughs) I know I have potential without the military. Mm -hmm. And I know I have potential in the military. So I'd say no. No. Only because my life would be way different. Mm-hmm. I probably wouldn't be as depressed as I am. I probably wouldn't be as, you know, lonely mm-hmm. in the aspect of not yeah. having people. No like, village. Yeah. yeah, no village No village, stuff. no sisterhood. Yeah, I got you. It's, you're constantly being put in places where you are one of one. Yeah, but I also don't want to say don't join the Coast Guard. I mean, the Coast you Guard, can. you can, <laughs> like, you can say that <laughs> everyone has, you know, there's people who had better experiences than myself. And then the other people you've interviewed and, you know, there's, you know, people have different stories. I mm-hmm. didn't, you know, I have a different background than majority of the people I meet. Mm-hmm. And before you joined, you, you did have options of col- uh, full scholarship. So yeah. you, are you saying that if you were presented with that same package, that same deal today, and you, you're fresh out of high school, you would have gone Gonna yes, right. because I feel like You'd I be would be right now. <laughs> I would, I would be jumping hurdles, but I feel like I'd be happier. Right on. Because I also wouldn't have to grow up as much, mm-hmm. if that makes any sense. I had to grow up when I was younger, mm-hmm. and so when I turned like eighteen, I was like, okay, I, you know, I kind of don't want to handle all this adulting because I want time for myself. I want time to, you know, be a child right. and do childish shit. Makes. That makes Instead of having sense, to, yes. you know, face the difficulties of adulthood. Of adulthood. Yeah. So it was kind of, it's kind of like. You did get thrown into adulthood when you joined yeah. the military. Yeah. You get thrown into it and some people aren't prepared for that. Luckily I was prepared, but it doesn't mean I want that. Look, and it's worth noting, you are very, very young and you joined very young. Yeah. And that's the environment that when you are 
very young and you join the military, you're being thrown into a place that full of adults. Like these people know what they're doing. They're in their 20s, their 30s. A lot of these people are close to retirement. So you're a very young person working around people that, that are older than you. And especially, and, I want to add into that with being in the Coast Guard. I'm yeah. sure it's way different being in any other branch because the Coast Guard is smaller. You right. are more likely to talk to your senior leadership, mm -hmm. you know, almost every day if you know, your unit's not that big. If you went, yeah, if you had gone to college, at least you would have had the opportunity to grow and make stupid childhood mistakes around people your own age. Like exactly, and not get be, frowned upon for right. it. You, you'd be growing and learning with people just like you, your own age, no. your, your generation of people. You would be around your people. <laughs> yeah, and that is a big difference with retention too, because some people, majority of the time, people don't want to work with older people right. because majority of them, are depressed and yeah. yeah and they pass that on yeah and it really affects you yeah. affects your work it affects your home life mm -hmm. it affects everything my job because because you're young and impressionable yeah 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 fuck being young i'm just kidding <laughs> <Whatever>. <laughs> but it's it's hard yeah being around other other adults actual adults because to me you are still a child yeah being around actual adults it forces you to grow up and you shouldn't have to be forced to do that. You're, yeah. You should be allowed to make those those young, dumb mistakes. Yeah. Like going to the club a go day have, before, you yeah. know, the same night you go to work. I mean, you I've done that. You should be able that. to go out and have fun. Yeah. It, yeah. You would be going to clubs and then going to a, probably class the next day. Exactly. <laughs> class the next day. Instead of going to a job where if you uh, show up hungover, you could lose your whole fucking career and mm -hmm. then get dishonorably discharged and have that on your record forever because exactly. of something that you did when you were a young, stupid child. And civilians don't have that problem. They don't. And it's different when I went to the Coast Guard Foundation dinner mm -hmm. and we got, we, uh, our seats were near like people who have actual careers, actual <laughs> adults. And listening to what they're saying out their mouth, I'm like, what the hell am I doing in the Coast Guard? I ain't learning shit. <laughs> no, no. Besides sweeping, cleaning, mopping. You're learning obedience and how, yeah, and listening. how to dodge uh, accusations. Exactly. <laughs> and it's like, if I did join, if I didn't join, that's what I'd be doing. Mm -hmm. I'd be able to have a sit down conversation with someone who's not going to sit here and look at me like, oh, you're a petty officer, this, that, and a third. Mm -hmm. You're so young. You're a child mm -hmm. and look down on you. Right. The, and like, if I was in college, yeah. people would view me as their equal. Right. Partially, right. partially. No, you're right. Yeah. I feel like there's like a disconnect. That's why some people are like civilians, fuck, fuck <laughs> civilians, this, that, and a third. No. In actuality, they have more common sense than we do sometimes. Look, you're, you're right. They got it good. <laughs> they got it lucky they're not signed away <laughs> one day that will be you again either because you left or you retired yeah <laughs> let's say you had a daughter or any young impressionable black girl in your life that you cared about and she was considering joining uh the military would you point her in a different direction would you try, try to uh, talk her out of it i wouldn't try talking her out of it okay i'd point her to people who can give her, her actual experiences. Okay. So I'd give her, because I joined, hypothetically speaking, mm -hmm. if that was my daughter, I'd tell her what I've been through. Tell her, you know, express that not everyone's career is the same. Mm -hmm. So if this is really what you want to do, do good, put your 110% in it, mm -hmm. and you'll see your results. Right You on. know, you, sometimes you have to fight for what you want. <laughs> 
sometimes for some people, us African-American women, uh, we have to fight a little harder. <laughs> sometimes you just have to fight because uh, you exist and people don't yeah. like that. <laughs> yeah. And I point her to other people too. Good. Like not only African-American women, mm-hmm. but women, men to, you know, get their experience too. So she, she knows this is what she wants to do. Mm-hmm. She mm-hmm. has this option and this option. That wasn't really an option for me. Right. So you wouldn't push uh, your daughter into the military, but you wouldn't completely dissuade her. Yeah. All right. I, in the middle. Right on, right on. I'd give you the resources if you want it. If you don't, oh, so be it. That's what's up. That's what's up. I mean, but if anyone wants to join, you know, hit me up. I will, you know, help you get into the Coast Guard so I can get that $1,000 bonus. I can promise you. I can promise you. You will be set for your career. Just reach out. Just reach out. Via Outlook. Via Outlook. No, she's on Instagram. She's on Instagram. I'll, I'll get you right. Don't worry. I'll get you right. With everything I've been through, I know how to read a contract. I know how to talk people talk to people and how to get you some stuff so just reach out she's entering a coast guard adulthood so she knows what she's doing now (laughs) shit not even that how about this if you were conducting this interview from where i am sitting what question would you have asked you that i have not asked you are you happy with the coast guard i see three um are you happy with coast guard no all right please elaborate there can be a lot of change there should be a lot of changes all right it's you know it's up to leadership Mm -hmm. but leadership knows everyone knows what goes on in the coast guard Mm -hmm. they turn a blind eye to it indeed (laughs) and that's what makes me not happy with the coast guard because people know what's wrong and they're not doing anything exactly and they're stagnant with Mm -hmm. it and you know they don't care they only care about themselves in actuality if someone says i care about you and your career they don't because if you put them in a bowl full of sharks Mm -hmm. And put a little steel plate for them to float on. Or not steel. A, a wood door. A wood door. <laughs> they will push you, kick you, and leave you to the sharks just mm. so they could, you know, right. sit up on the door and float. By themselves. By themselves. And it. some people don't care. Mm-hmm. Some people do care. You know, they have some consideration, you know. Right. But majority of the time, no one cares about your career. And that's what I don't like. That's hard. Yeah. yeah. That's, that's a lot. If you feel like no one, it's hard to stay motivated if you feel like no one cares. Yeah. And when they turn the blind eye to it, it's mm-hmm. like, okay, you can see that I care about my work. And that's, this is an issue I run into. Mm-hmm. I give every job I have 110%. Right on. If I don't feel like I'm reaching that 110% goal, mm-hmm. I'm going to be upset with myself. Come on, work ethic. And I would want my leadership to reach out to me and see how we can make things better and Mm -hmm. actually do it and take action. Mm -hmm. And that's within every branch. Things that are said and like the the surveys we take, those things. (laughs) Those command climate surveys. Those things don't mean shit. They'll do things. They'll do, you know, they'll pop over at the office once a week just to check how you check up on you. And then after two weeks passes, they don't. I don't give a shit. Like, it, it's real cute. Uh, it's really just a formality. Yeah. They want it to look like they're trying. Yeah, put on their <laughs> marks. Right. <laughs> look, we tried. We, we we sent out a survey where they could say anything they wanted. And we read it. We're not going to do too much, but thank you for your input. Yeah. <laughs> IT3, respectfully request to know, is there anything you would like to leave our audience with? 
if you put your mind to it, you can do it. Oh, come on, motivation. Exactly. And, you know, still reach out to me if you want to, <laughs> you know, you want to make something shake with, uh, with the whole recruiting thing. I got you. <laughs> You really want that thousand dollars? Look, it? I'll even I'll even split it in half. I'll give them five hundo, and I'll keep me a little five, little Look. five piece, <laughs> little five piece. Is it actually up to a thousand? It's or? actually we are struggling, girl. We down bad. We down bad. <laughs> we need. We Look. need it. But before we started recording, uh, IC three informed me that uh, not only can you go from uh, boot camp to a school for IT uh, training. But also to become the next ring, which would be an E5, you don't even have to test. You just need to put your name on a list. And I think for ITs, oh my God, girl. What? You still have to get your qualifications first before you do that. Okay. Yeah, you still need you still need the prerequisite stuff. But if you already have that stuff done, you can put your name on the list. This is still a very cute way of getting promoted. It is. Just, just so you know. Yeah. Just to sound old, back in my day. <laughs> I... Do not want to take a test. I don't blame you. I don't blame you. If, I hate taking look, tests. I hate sitting down. I like seeing the new generation like have it a little bit easier because it should have never been too hard, anyways. Yeah. Yeah. So good for y'all. I'm I'm, I'm glad y'all are able to uh, to move up uh, with ease. <laughs> I'm I'm still I'm a, only a wee bit jealous, but just 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 a little bit. Just a wee bit. Of, it's mostly happy for you. And it's a wee bit of jealousy. <laughs> 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 On that note. IT3, thank you so much for your time. Thank you for thank doing you. this. It, it was an absolute pleasure seeing you again, talking to you again, getting corrected on how ashy you actually are. Yeah, it's uh, embarrassing. <laughs> That's why I got long socks on today. Good for you. Hide the ankles. Good. Don't let nobody see that, girl. Yeah. I, when I tell you. They I'll look sh- like baby powder, I'm sure. <laughs> My knees look like baby Lord powder. Lord have mercy. <laughs> Thank you for coming. Thank you for sharing. Thank sure. you. Yeah, for sure. And uh, yeah. Hey, look. Bye. <laughs> and that concludes another episode of the Season Vet Podcast. Thank you so much for tuning into the show. And a special thank you to IT3 for making this interview possible. Now, if you are or know a Black Lady veteran who would like to sit down with me and be a part of the show, please email me at seasonvetpodcast at gmail.com or you can call or text message me at 713-254-0970 you can also find follow and inbox me the season vet across all platforms of social media at real season vet on twitter at season vet podcast on instagram at season vet podcast on tiktok at season vet on youtube season vet on facebook y'all i'm so out there i'm even on spoutable that's at the season vet on spoutable now If you like what you heard, please like it, share it, rate it, and leave a good review on whatever platform you're listening to this on. And if you're listening to this episode on the day that it drops, then you already know what today is. That's right. Happy Independence Day to our sisters and brothers of the Bahamas. Congratulations on 50 years of independence and freedom. Thank you again for tuning in. And until next time, fall out.